Hello everybody and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 11, issue 529. And today the show will be all about Astral Chain. Joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, Joshua Garrity. Hello there. And Leah Haydu. Get in the robot, Shinji. Which, which is a thing that I also said in the green room and nobody laughed. So it's an Evangelion reference because this game yeah. is a lot like that. I, I just thought I'd, you know. Evangelion gets referenced a lot on this podcast, <laughs> but I, I guess that's because it's influential on a, on a lot of video games. But unfortunately, I've never seen it, so I never understand what's going on. <sighs> I, I, I mean, we could have a spe- we, we'll have a separate chat about that perhaps. Some of the listeners will yeah. enjoy the reference, I, I'm yeah. sure. I, I understood the reference, Leah. Okay. I just get sad every time I think about Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so. that's that's normal. That's part of growing older. Oh, our yeah. little our little boy is growing up. Other <laughs> animes may get referenced in this podcast, but what is Astral Chain? It's a, a third person character action adventure hack and slash at its most basic, but there is more to it than that. Chiefly, the key core mechanic being that you kind of control two entities at once but we'll go into more detail it's from the wacky minds of platinum games we'll also issue a spoiler warning although again well i say this a lot you know is it worth it i guess it is to those of you who it is and we don't always end up kind of spoiling the plot I think you can kind of see where this one's going but there are a few twists and turns and maybe they'll blindside you so uh, if you don't want to know what's coming up, there's your spoiler warning. But I, I honestly don't think it would ruin the actual experience of playing the game for you if you want to listen to this first to see if it's your kind of game. Josh, I guess it's your kind of game because this was your nomination for the year, if I yeah. recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So why? What's your history with the game and what made you think that we had to talk about it this year? I really loved it at the time of release, and the reviews were really positive at the time. Yes. Um, but it just seemed to fade out of the conversation, yeah. and a lot, I just, there's a lot of people out there that I think would really love this game if they gave it a chance that haven't given it a chance, and yeah. I just... I kind of just wanted to put it on people's radar again, like get it on the schedule, hopefully some listeners, you, you know, will play along with the show or, you know, people just, you know, who listen, you know, because they do exist, players who, uh, listeners who listen to, you know, episodes without playing the game, yes. maybe this will hopefully inspire them to check it out. It definitely happens. Yeah. I guess there's not much history with the game because it came out when it came out. There's only one version of it. So that's the one you play. Do you remember kind of uh, what difficulty you played it on? How long did you play it for? Did you do more than the basic completion? Um, yeah, yeah. I think because um, I, I did end up doing a lot of the side stuff and there's yeah. some like post uh, post credits quests as well that you can do. I think in total, this was probably about 25 hours mm. um, I put into the game. I went with the regular difficulty Um Simply because I think the regular difficulty is really well judged um, from beginning to end. Um, there are a couple of tricky points, but nothing like hair-tearingly difficult. No. Um, I wasn't tempted to try harder difficulties like I have been with, you know, Bayonetta and stuff like that. Ultimate because, Platinum or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Just because I think the... Which we'll get into and talk in more detail. The extra spice of having the second character that you you have to be aware of meant that I, I didn't want to deal with that and also deal with 
a higher difficulty level than yeah. was already set. Uh-huh. I kind of just wanted to enjoy the pace as it as it existed in the normal mode. Um, but yeah, that's that's about the extent of it. Right. You haven't S ranked every case, or no, 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 sure, no, me neither. Okay, uh, Leah, how about you? Did you play this for the show? I did, and I'm actually, I, I I'm surprised that I almost got left out of this show because I yeah. subbed in for. I don't even remember who was originally supposed to be on this show, but I, I am a substitute. Uh, and like, I, I mean, this is the most anime game. How did you guys not have Pretty me much. on this show? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I had not Oversight. played it before. I, I did have it in my library because I'm a monster, um, but I had not actually played it before. I um, played on, I think I played on the casual difficulty and had zero problems. Like I, probably should have been on the normal difficulty it it defaulted me to that so i'm like okay sure why not um and i think i died once on the final boss because i kept falling off of stuff yeah um but that was it so um yeah i um i'm not very good at platinum gameplay normally Mm -hmm. the the kind of traditional platinum gameplay but i really tend to like the aesthetics of their games and just how um how it feels how it looks there's a lot i uh, we'll, we'll get into you know influences and all that kind of thing but um i i felt a lot of uh some other games that i really enjoyed in this one so oh, that yeah. was a plus for me uh and yeah i i played it for the show played it over about the last week week and a half and i think i pr- i did most of the side stuff as well yeah. um so i probably was somewhere around i josh i think said 25 hours I, that sounds about right it was probably somewhere in the 20 to 25 range for me as well yeah i bought this a little while after it came out i didn't day one it obviously schedule being what it is i didn't dive into it either but i've kept it on the back burner awaiting such an opportunity as this i probably had a look at it as you do you know um but actually tucked into it properly just this last week really and uh, took it away with me on holiday played it on a, a rather crummy screen in a holiday apartment but you know that's uh it, it was it was fine and uh and then finished it off over the weekend here back at home uh, and actually cut it rather fine in the end because the last few levels were uh, i mean the whole game was a bit longer than i'd kind of been led to believe i think how long to beat has it at i know it's it's normally under on there but even bearing that in mind i think it sort of said 10 to 15 hours or something and i ended up playing it for 31 hours near enough including doing lots of side stuff and i was playing on the i guess it's like the third difficulty up or the highest that you can select when you first play the game so it's whatever the platinum standard is i think it's called and it's the one that it's quite confusing because there are two casual modes one that's called casual one that describes itself as casual there's the one which is just purely, it says it's essentially it's a narrative driven one. I think it's called Off the Chain maybe or something like that. And then there's one above that, which I suspect is the default one that you played on, which is the, um, yeah, whatever it's called. I can't remember. I think it's actually uh, called Casual. Yeah, Quite possibly, quite possibly, yeah. Um, and then, the, yeah, the next one up. So I, essentially I just wanted to, I, I wasn't, you know, being a, a, a hard head about it. I just wanted the one that grades you basically. Mm. So, uh, so to see what ranks I would get through and spoiler, I got all season D's for the case files <laughs> over the, over the game, but I did get some S plus ranks along the way. So, uh, and yeah, if, if I was going to go back to it in that, uh, 
opposite world of uh, not enough games and too much time uh, I would definitely want to go back and, and S plus everything but um, but yeah I, I actually uh, just got through the final boss at about I guess 3 or 4 p.m. this afternoon on Sunday the 24th of July and I really did use up almost every single one of my items getting through that um, in the end. That was the, uh, I say the final boss. Um, it's one of those games. It's a big anime game that has final boss, final boss, final boss, final boss, final boss, final boss, final boss kind of situation. And yeah. there is there is one last one that is, uh, I think, yeah, genuinely meant to be quite a challenge. But by that stage, you've got a bunch of lives and hopefully a, a, a bunch of healing items and various ways of getting health back and things like that. So the game is, uh, yeah, surprisingly um, approachable, I would say, despite uh, the actual mechanics being kind of, um, yeah, uh, uh, something to get your head around. Of course, we'll get way more into that. Platinum Games made it, as we say. According to Wikipedia, the development of Astral Chain preceded the release of Nier Automata, with Platinum Games estimating that the game had been in the works for roughly five years between its conceptualising and eventual release. With the assistance of former Scalebound and Platinum Games producer Jean-Pierre Kellums, the game was pitched to Nintendo after the company requested the development of a new game with high difficulty. Hmm. Despite comparisons to Scalebound's dual-character gameplay, Platinum Platinum Games producer Atsushi Inaba has explained that the two games were very different in concept, and sees Astral Chain as an evolution of their previous action games. Internally, the company refers to the game as a synergetic action game. Takashi Tora was appointed as director due to his previous work on Nier Automata. Did Scalebound ever actually get released? That that might be a stupid question. No, it didn't. It it was cancelled, and then there was a rumour it was going to resurface. But is that now... Josh, can you remember if that's... Did they say... I, I think it was just rumored right. and they weren't you know substantiated rumors or anything like yeah. that so yeah i do remember the nintendo direct when this was announced i guess it wasn't that long before the game came out either i mean i'm sort of struggling with the fact that this game is three years old now hmm. i guess it was four years ago maybe that it was announced on a direct um and i remember there being some discussion even that then about some this was even before you know, riots in America and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. There was some talk about some players being uncomfortable with the kind of copaganda aspect of it. But I yeah, think I, that is of... that is something that I will probably bring up at some okay. point um, yeah. because I do, to an extent, agree with a lot of that. Okay, um, for me, it's kind of so far removed from any sort of reality, and ultimately, the mm. your. <laughs> well, no, I I mean, I guess we can go into it a little bit now. I, it's, sure. It, it is, yes. And I mean, obviously, there, there it is intended to be a fantasy thing, um, and, and most of it does go that way. But also, you're doing regular police work a lot of the time, and not, yeah. and I don't, it's not, you know, it's more or less futuristic police work. But, mm. like, you're sending your genetically engineered murder robot after yep. a graffiti artist. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's, it, it's, it is not something that everybody is going to have an issue with, but it did make me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Particularly given a lot of the situation in, I mean, America in particular, but, yeah. you know, kind of everywhere. It, it is something that people should know about going into it. And it's not like they make a secret of it. You know, it's it's in the cover art and everything that you're you are playing as a cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, it, it's just, I, in my opinion, it is worth taking into, ac into account. Sure. I'm not putting it out there as a, oh, this is terrible. They shouldn't have done this. But I am saying that it is a prominent feature and it is something that might rub some people the wrong way. Yeah, I think yeah. it comes from a it comes from that uh, Japanese lens of the relationship that the the police and the public have over there, but also, um, but yes, obviously inspired somewhat by the kind of the more militaristic side of the of policing that we've seen in America and Eastern Europe and other places, and sometimes even the UK to an extent. Sorry, Josh. No, I, I just yeah, I I mean. I think this is going more for Power Rangers than, you know, Dirty Harry. Um, yeah, but no, for sure. I, I, I do agree with you that sending a, a sword-wielding sword -wielding robot against uh, graffiti artists and, and drug dealers and stuff like that, that probably does count as excessive force. Yeah. Um, what is a sword-wielding robot if not a metaphor for a gun? Um, you know, but... <laughs> and also, I, you have a gun. Yeah, and, and also you have a gun, which you um, which you kind of default to in almost any situation. I mostly used the um, the the baton. I yeah. very rarely used the big sword. It just wasn't fast enough. Um, ah. But I, I would switch between the baton and the gun. Um, mm. The gun mostly for like airborne stuff. Um, now you sound like a real cop talking. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> it's coming right for me. Um, God, <laughs> you gotta shoot but, those uh, eagles. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Nintendo published it for Platinum and uh, along with uh, Nintendo's side directors, Kaori Ando and Makoto Okazaki, whose credits include lots of Nintendo stuff. The the game director, the main game director for Platinum is Takahisa Tara, Tora, who had previously worked on Mad World as a designer and Anarchy Reigns and the wonderful 101, which we covered early this year because it was Mikhail's pick for the volume, I think. Also worked on Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And I just wanted to ask you about this, and this can uh, definitely be for the extended Patreon cut. There was a game by Platinum called The Legend of Korra, right? Based on the animated yeah. series. Now, yeah. this should have been a match made in heaven from, from Joshua Garrity Land. Yeah. Why, why do I never hear anything about this game? Because it's not very good, Leon. Oh. Or at least, like... I think it didn't it, make it, a lot of waves, it, did it? it? It basically it managed to annoy both Platinum fans and <laughs> Legend of Korra fans. Like right. the actual plot line for the game was apparently penned by people who you know wrote for the TV show. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, oh, really bad story. And then the Platinum stuff, the 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 combat, all of that just felt really. Mm. It, it's it, it it felt this is a cruel way of positioning this it felt like they would just copy and pasted stuff from previous games and didn't really put the effort in to make yeah. something really interesting and and you know has the legs of their their more premium um output classic so. license fodder i guess yeah uh because they also made um they made the transformers game which is no longer available didn't they um which yeah. but you might have that in your ps plus library these are some of the platinum games that we haven't yet uh covered but yes yeah, probably more relevant uh to takesa tora's cv is the near automata uh, senior game designer and that was uh that was his last credit uh before director of astral chain uh oh along with world of demons which i can't remember anything about either it's a mobile it's an rpg it's uh yeah it's a ipad 
iPhone and Mac game. Sure. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's very hard, even as uh, as enthusiastic as we are about the medium, even Josh, who even works in it, to know about every single video game anymore. Yeah. Um, there was a time, but <laughs> but no more. Soto Kotajima is the uh, is the game designer as well. Also worked on World of Demons and The Legend of Korra. Uh, got the team together and some of the other key sort of technical staff. Uh, this this game Astral Chain seems to be a, a, so far for Platinum their their one and only uh, game credit, which is interesting. And the writer on it is Akateru Naka who had also written, uh, well, actually has been a, a designer again on various other games, um, including Genji, Days of the Blade and Anarchy Reigns and the Wonderful 101 and the other other uh, Platinums, things like that. But actually this, uh, again, is the only credit as uh, as a writer, which is curious. It was released on the Switch, as I say, almost three years ago at the time of recording, August 30th, 2019. And yeah, reviewed really quite well. 87 on Open Critic. Recommended by 95% of over 100 reviewers. And folks like it too, for the most part. On Metacritic, it has a really happy, hail and hearty 8.9 from well over 3,000 reviewers. On Nintendo Life, it's got an 8.6 from a few hundred folks. IMDb, less keen for whatever reason, 7.7, but that's only 186 folks. Sales, as far as we know, this was as of March 2020, sold just over a million copies. I guess it probably crept a tiny bit higher since then, but obviously its peak would have passed. I guess it sits there on the eShop and uh, maybe second-hand gaming shelves. I don't know, but um, I don't know if it ever gets reduced. But as it's a Nintendo-released published title, I guess the most you ever get is like a 33% or whatever, I think, type of reduction. Anyway... Talking about the scenario and the story, we talked a little bit about the fact that your anime future interdimensional cops with chains and a briefcase. Um, according to the Astral Chain Wiki, the game is set in a near future cyberpunk metropolis called The Ark, where humanity has taken refuge after a meteorite strike caused various wormholes called gates leading to an alternate dimension called the Astral Plane to begin appearing polluting the earth with dangerous red matter and rendering 90% of its landmass uninhabitable. After 10 years of peace, the gates began appearing in the Ark as well, bringing forth chimeras from the world beyond, which drag the land and residents into the astral plane and pollute the Ark with red matter. To combat the potentially world-ending threat, a special police division called the Neuron Task Force is formed which employ the use of living weapons created from captured and neutralised chimeras known as the Legion. The player takes on the role of a rookie neuron officer and must work together with their Legion to solve cases and save humanity. I mean, who wants to go first? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Evangelion with slightly less child abuse. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, I, that's, that's, that's obviously I'm sort of kidding, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, I don't think it's a bad story. I think it's uh, not a, 
it's not a story that really reaches for something new and different. Like, I mean, if you have watched any anime ever, you're going to take a look at the director the first time you see him and go, well, that guy's evil. And, you know, that's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty uh, much the way the game. Who goes. could have foreseen the fact that the bad guy was sitting there in your office the whole time? Mm-hmm. Leah, come yeah, on. I know, right. Wild. Yeah. It's almost like genetically engineering creatures and then entrapping them to do your will is bad, actually. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think that it's a story that does anything especially um, revolutionary or different, but it does do what it does pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like it does... It does the job of adding context and a wrapper for what I find to be an incredibly compelling action game. Um, It gives it flavor. It gives it personality. I would be lying to you if I said I cared at all about the, you know, the various twists and turns with the characters and stuff like that. I'm not particularly attached to anyone, but it doesn't matter because it's, there's some style, there's some color and, all that jazz, mm-hmm. uh, it, it does what it needs to do. It does what the plot lines from many of Platinum's, you know, um, favoured titles um, do, do. Just add context, add character. Bayonetta, not really a game loved for its plot, but it is loved for its personality. Same with Vanquish. The only exception to that is maybe Near Automata. But yeah, it, I, I think it does what it needs to do. I would watch this anime is is what I will say. Like I think it's right. I, I have I have watched worse anime. Sure. I'll also say that. Yeah, and and yeah, just for me to chime in as a um I'm not yeah, I'm not like anti anime. Um I've I've watched some of the kind of the classic movie animes, but I've never really sat down and and indulged in the kind of the lengthy series of anime. Um I mean obviously I grew up with uh, Battlestar not Battlestar Galactica, Battle of the Planets, which was based on an anime, and I absolutely loved it. So uh, there is that, but yes, I'm not somebody who I don't. Yeah, you know, I couldn't tell you the plot of Evangelion or or any of those uh, other famous ones. But but yeah, I actually I I didn't I didn't totally hate this. I didn't bounce off it. It didn't drive me away. I was uh, I was moderately engaged. It it has a lot of the staples and and kind of standard character types and things like that. Um, interesting choice, I suppose, is so you get you start off uh, select between a uh, a male or female avatar as such. And whichever one you choose, uh, the other becomes a, a character in your story. But interestingly, whichever one you choose is your silent protagonist and your brother or sister, Akira, is a voiced character. Curious okay, choice? yeah, I was actually going to ask about that because I, I, I mean, obviously that is a character that is written. They have mm-hmm. dialogue. They have, as, as you say, you know, they have a, a a major part in the story. But if you if you choose a male protagonist, it is a female Akira. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Interesting. Yeah, all the way through, uh, right down to the the plot with the clones mm-hmm. and. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I wondered about that because I, I got, I got, you know, a, a decent amount of the way through, uh, yeah. and and 
with the assumption in mind that that would be the case that like mm. there would always be the opposite gender of uh of whichever you chose who would yeah. be the other character and then i got like about to that part with the clones and i was like well did they really do all of this for a male and a female protagonist and i guess yeah. they did oh okay yeah i don't know if the cutscenes are actually in engine or uh or pre pre-rendered but either way yeah i guess it was a, a relatively straightforward task um but yes uh, the the characters are voiced uh now i was very disappointed to find there's no japanese voice option on the european version mm. i guess the same in america as well um and it's particularly uh, like i don't think the, the the voice work is is especially terrible or anything um although it it does stand out that I don't recognize most of the names. Normally when I look at a video game voice cast, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we've spoken about them before. Um, here we have uh, Alex Lee as uh, the male Akira and Brianna Knickerbocker, which is a fantastic name. Um, and, you know, they have done plenty of other things. They've got loads of other credits. Um, but the 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 lip syncing, such as it is, and it's not a major deal because this is not a photorealistic game by design, um, but there are quite a lot of, points where it looks very much like the 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 the, the lip work for the cutscenes was yeah. based around the japanese dub yeah. which is just not available and that's quite rare these days normally with very obviously culturally japanese developed games we normally get given the option these days so i'm not sure why why that wasn't included in this one i think it's it's disappointing given how culturally japanese that like I yeah. understand it for like something like Vanquish. I would understand it way more, right? Because mm -hmm. as Japanese as Vanquish is, it's drawing off of like American archetypes. Like the lead character in Vanquish is an American action hero, right? right. Whereas this is this is Super Sentai. This is mm -hmm. very drenched in in Japanese culture. I also think it's a bit disappointing because. Um, we 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 talked about Wonderful One Hundred One um, mm. not that long ago, and and we praised the English localization for that and the English voice acting for that. I don't. I I do think this is a bit of a step down. Um, mm. Not to. I agree with what you were saying. It's perfectly. You know. It's perfectly serviceable. Like everyone's. No one's doing an awful job. Um, it's just that localization and that um, th those vocal performances in Wonderful One were genuinely really funny um, and really captured um, the energy of the kind of shallow 90s, 80s cartoons yeah. that they, they were emulating. This just kind of feels par for the course. Um, th this feels like a very typical anime rather than kind of, you know, one of the, the more, you know, Mm. memorable um mm. uh, versions of that so yeah. yeah and the wonderful 101 despite having been released seven years earlier or thereabouts did include the option to have japanese yeah. or, or western i'm wondering if because this is this uh, was it a, a a file size issue physical card consideration maybe um that fitting more language options on the on the game card would have made it more expensive to produce or something like that i don't know uh, could have been. Um, so we've also got uh, the father figure, Dad, who uh, Max, who uh, is removed from the story relatively early on, but kind of makes fleeting comebacks as a as a kind of inspirational figure, I guess. 
Um, I did appreciate that they didn't do the whole, you're looking for your dad through this whole thing, and surprise, he was alive this whole time. No, he is actually dead. Nah. Um, I was expecting him to almost turn up as a as yeah like the final baddie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean I cause... mean you kind of get like a, a, a like you said he's he's kind of an inspirational like or maybe a spirit a force type ghost. Of the, yeah, yeah, I mean he he kind of inhabits your your um persona for a little while. It's yeah. not a persona, but you know what I mean. It's, you, I know what you, you mean. Your, yeah, your little yeah, yeah. dude. Um but yeah, I he's he doesn't he does not as a come back as a person. So some other sort of uh, archetypes. Hal, I mean, Hal seems to be based on Hal from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a kind of um, hackery, nerdy character who kind of talks you through certain stages and inhabits a, a flying drone bot type situation. I didn't I didn't hate him. I didn't fall in love with him. I thought he was uh, fine. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, like again like you said he is basically an archetype at this point they are clearly like oh well we need the tech nerd boy so here he is oh and he's so uh, introverted he won't even come out of his house there's kind of there's lo there's a load of um you know friendly cops who ultimately become when they when they realize what joseph's doing um so you've got the kind of fake out baddie uh jenna who is really Spending far too long not explaining what yeah. the issue is. <laughs> that uh, drove me a little bit nuts because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and this is again, this is an anime trope, right? Completely. Or, or and a and a video game trope. It's it's sure. both tropes. It's you know a character who, if we had sat down and had a five minute conversation about this, we could have avoided most of this game. <laughs> so because yeah. you know she just she's just very into the, I I have to attack you. I have to stop you. I have to kill you. Well, why don't you tell me why? Until yeah. and, you know, before I have killed you, and you're dissolving into nothingness, and you're like, "Oh, I was tr I was actually saving you this whole time," and no, you weren't. Yeah. You can tell she's awful because she has way too much eyeliner on, <laughs> and, uh, well, and, uh, and holes in her stockings. Uh huh. Yep. That's that's mm -hmm. the key. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, it does. Uh, and and yes, once once it is made uh, clear to uh, the 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 protagonist and uh, friendly cops in the in the neuron team what Joseph's plans actually are they do all immediately kind of rebel and split off and form form a team to take down the the evil uh Joseph or misguided evil Joseph whatever you want to call it in the in the sense that he he's trying to say he's in the traditional fashion of these things he's trying to save mankind but it'll involve killing <laughs> huge amounts of people in the in the short term Something that they never, um, they never really go back to. I don't think, unless they do some in like the late, the later um, post game stuff. Pretty early on, and this was, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to this. I guess um, it, this is, this is one of the things that made me think, oh god, this is Evangelion. Um, so pretty early on, they show Yosef in like a meeting room, and he's talking to like these. They're just kind of not pillars but they're like just these like uh, hologram things you know I, I, oh I don't... my god that is really evangelion i know i hadn't, I I hadn't know. thought of that until <laughs> <laughs> but that that was the one that, that just kind of flipped the light switch in my head i was like oh boy oh um, yeah there's like a shadowy cartel of yeah but of, there's no yeah. people Illuminati. there it's just i'll yeah, send you i'll yeah. send you a screenshot later on <laughs> that, that no i remember oh about. right okay sure but yeah. yeah it's um no no i mean of the evangelion equivalent yeah yeah um, gotcha yeah but uh but yeah it's it's they never really went back to that because clearly no. 
you know, they are intending to point to the fact that there is some bigger force at work here that is influencing him or financing him or both or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they kind of just drop it after that one scene, unless I missed something big. And I don't think I did. No. And in fact, because of the the deadline was looming, i.e. recording the podcast, Mm. and I was there this afternoon, I wasn't Obviously, I was just thinking, oh, my goodness, how many more boss fights are there before I get the credit roll? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't thinking, you know, I really want them to bring back this <laughs> that, that thing right now. But but actually, you're completely right. I don't think they do. I don't know if it's if, if it was, you know, sequel seeding or whatever. But um, yeah, that I mean, I don't know. Or maybe if you complete if maybe when you finish ultimate Noah or whatever he's called on um on, on the hardest difficulty you then yeah, fight then you fight 12 shadowy oh, figures God. from the from mm. the background it wouldn't surprise me um and the other character that we have to mention i think is the comic relief lappy lappy the lappy the police mascot dog who is, is there's sort of two noteworthy uh, well <laughs> terrible breast-related joke that I wasn't trying to make. There are at least two two noteworthy aspects to Marie. One is that she is uh, a kind of, yeah, comic clumsy, dyspraxic, comic relief character. But also when she's not dressed up as the comedy cartoon dog, she's the only character that I spotted who has dead or alive style pendulous jelly bosoms. Yeah, I mean, they, I... I found that for the most part, the, the character designs I, I thought were pretty good. Like, I... I... Not that I have problems with, you know, exaggerated uh, form. It de- oh. depends on how they how they're presented, really. But yeah, um, sure. I mean, I, I do not I, I, I won't dismiss something automatically for that. But this this game was pretty good about not just putting big boots yeah. in there because they could, except for Marie. Yeah, it's <laughs> just some weird. Physics going on there. I don't know. Yeah, it's just very odd. I suddenly noticed in the middle, you know, you're having this, I would say, mildly amusing and quite well directed cut scene. Um, which, uh, which, which, uh, yeah, like a side quest involving this Lappy character, um, and some quite, yeah, some quite funny bits where Lappy keeps appearing and disappearing out of the frame and all this kind of stuff. Some, you know, kind of standard anime or, or video game kind of slapstick almost. But then, yeah, just like purely distractingly, like then suddenly you're just having a regular face to face conversation and uh, just just sheer, just from talking, her breasts are going boingy, boingy, boingy. Anyway, um, but yes, I wasn't it, it wasn't I wasn't raising it because it was either awesome and fat worthy <laughs> or, or utterly disgusting and should be banned, uh, cancelled. But because it was weird and just yeah, it doesn't really stuck seem out. to fit with the rest of the uh, of the yeah. designs very well. But I, I mean, whatever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk more about the visuals in that case. Uh, Scrussel from our forum says aesthetically, this game is really impressive. Even though it only runs at thirty frames a second, Platinum managed to get a lot out of the Switch. The cyberpunk cyberpunk cityscapes look fantastic with some great slick design and strong colour choices, and not forgetting the more dirty corners that give it a lived-in feel. The astral plane sections let them go wild with more abstract shapes too. The Legion designs are great, all with a stylish and sleek look, but each having a very distinctive silhouette. 
Yeah, uh, my only real complaint about the visuals um, would be that sometimes it can get a bit busy when you oh, are in yeah. combat. Uh, there were more oh, than yeah. one. Uh, there, there was more than one time where I kind of lost track of my yeah. character because and just was yeah. kind of mashing out the buttons um, because there was just so much going on and so many effects that it, yes. it can be a little tricky to kind of keep track of things. It yeah. does look great though, especially when you're not in combat. And it, I still think it looks good in combat, but uh, yeah, but that is a danger. Yeah, and there's some great uh, sort of use of um, showpiece cameras for finishes and things like that, mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there are some fights in this game where you are you are involved and your legion, so that's kind of two. There's groups of I don't know anything up to six or eight enemies, maybe more. Plus, some of the fights you end up with one or two cohort as well you know uh, mm -hmm. pals also with the legion involved and it, it, when you're twisting the camera around and spinning the camera um trying to keep everything in frame and and all that yes uh i think i think you know they do all right with it but actually sometimes the game is uh yeah if you i was thinking it this is one of those games that if i showed it to somebody who wasn't a kind of regular gamer and au fait with this type of thing they would just think it looked like an incomprehensible mess and then yeah. if i tried to explain the controls to them as well it uh, i mean yes this is a this is a game for people who are kind of in touch with this stuff i think this mm -hmm. is not like accessible uh, i say it's accessible within the genre but it's not accessible to people who aren't kind of who don't want to be invested in this stuff yeah I do I do think it's impressive though G given mm. like t taking into account you know the technical limitations of the switch mm -hmm. um it is pretty you know it's 30 frames per second but it's pretty stable at 30 yeah. pr frames per second much. Yeah. um and I, I think it's a, a product of platinum picking their battles right like um yeah. they focused on making the characters big bold and colorful rather than detailed um so that apart from the situations that um you two just described most of the time you can keep track of your character on screen yeah. mm -hmm. um the enemies are you know big bright and red so you you know you can distinguish them from yes. you and your your uh, legion um and the cityscape is is really like it, it focuses on like you know, capturing that cyberpunky atmosphere mm. rather than like that, you know, that minute level of detail yes. that you'd expect from mm. uh, a PS5 or, you know, yeah. Xbox Series X title. I think it's really successful given the limitations that they had. Yeah, I agree. They've gone for anime cell shaded look. Obviously, yeah. there was no way that probably for two reasons. One, the, the technical limitations of the machine and also the budget um there was no way they were going to be doing photorealistic skin textures and subsurface light scattering and all that stuff that we're now seeing in AAA games on on the uh, on the current gen and PC um, I actually so uh thought that it had a lot in common at least kind of on a um on an inspiration level I guess maybe it I felt a lot of near automata in parts of that mm. um and and I'm not I'm not sure I I think maybe it's largely in kind of the uh like in the astral plane stuff um just it it 
the backgrounds and the environments in particular while they were not the same color wise really um they, they they had a different kind of palette to them but just the way that they were set up uh, it it gave me that feeling um mm. in 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 some ways yeah i think the uh, another or other, some other influences might be and here's me actually trying to reference some anime that i do remember from <laughs> my youth um apple seed that was a co japanese cop anime yeah. i think and um, Pat Labore as well, which is more giant robots, which this doesn't really... Well, it sort of has giant kind of robot demons, yeah. but anyway. Um, and, the, and the other thing that I wanted to mention, I think that perhaps the key visual thing that maybe inspired this whole thing is, you know, sometimes you see, mainly in films, you may have seen one in real life, uh, but like the famously the, the US president's football in inverted commas which is the the metal briefcase chained to a wrist uh something with the incredibly important valuable documents in or whatever it feels to me like that was the inspiration for the for the for the visual look of the of the cops they got the chain hanging down from the briefcase which thing which they attach to their body which is essentially the kind of device that that issues forth the uh their legions um yeah Sean S. Thomas from the forum says, being a platinum game, you'd expect it to be stylish. Alongside Luigi's Mansion 3, it's one of the Switch's visual showpieces. And the audio. Scrossel from the forum says, the soundtrack is a highlight, mixing a lot of different genres. The combat tracks in particular manage to mix a heavy prog metal sound with a futuristic and ethereal tone that works very well. It's easily one of my favourite game soundtracks in recent years. Who enjoyed the music oh i did very much i um it, it's a lot of the games that um we have covered recently i have not had especially strong feelings on the soundtracks like i thought they were fine you know and mm -hmm. and but but they weren't something that necessarily stood out to me this yeah. did um and i think mm. it's probably because it just leans really hard into the uh you know j-pop j-rock you know all of that kind of thing and, and it it to me the what it really brought up was um in some sections near um and specifically near and not near automata um right. it doesn't have the um the vocals most of the time but the astral plane music in particular um yeah. just kind of kind of it, that really tweaked mm. that center of my brain pretty good it, some of the ambient stuff uh is is what kind of brings that in and also um because i have recently played the sequel um the world ends with you uh it it felt like that in ah, yeah. uh, a number of places to me as well mm. which i like these are both good things satoshi yeah. igarashi also worked <clears throat> on uh, as an engineer on uh, final fantasy 14 heavenswood uh but Ooh. not not a composer um, oh. But did work on the Transformers Devastation game that we mentioned earlier, Bayonetta 2 as an additional composer, and yes, Nier Automata. Uh, so yeah. that does make sense. I, I, uh, Lee has pretty much summed up my, my feelings broadly about the, the music in the game, but I, I want to highlight the, the headquarters theme as a particular standout <laughs> for me. Uh, proper, like, Pavlovian, you know, relaxation response every time. You go back to, to headquarters. The kind of dancey and... one, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why just... I want to call them anime space disco cops, because, that, <laughs> because of that theme. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's great. In between missions, before you head out, just like, yes, I, uh, yeah, these are my 
pals. We're about to kick <laughs> some demon butt. Kick, Let's do it. Kick some graffiti artists. Kick, some, kick, kick some, some homeless people in. And rescue some cats. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, like, cat rescuers. Cat rescue and, and, and binning trash are, are some of the community services that you can do in this game. Um, yeah, I'm sometimes, even though I, I, I'm, I am a fan of the... Uh, is it is it Weeby they call it the the kind of the anime fighting games the the anime stuff? Um, I think it's a pejorative term for people who like anime and stuff. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I'm like weeaboo. Le- is that it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not it's not it's not like an X-rated word, is it? It's just a no, no, so. just, no. Um, yeah. I'm sometimes left a bit left a bit cold by the soundtracks to games by Arc System Works, even though I love their visuals. I absolutely love the visuals, but I don't always like the kind of the incessant fret wank of the the kind of super hyped up guitar kind of solos but here it, a lot of this stuff really worked for me the, the, it does though that sort of traditional I, I say traditional modern traditional thing that these uh a lot of j-pop and and uh video game music seems to do which is to mash up the choral and the kind of the the, the techno the 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 metal um, the prog and and all that stuff and kind of all, tracks will just regularly start as one thing and segue into another thing and then into another thing just genre hopping music and um and in the, in this game it it really did work for me like di- dynamically on the fly the the combat theme kicking in when you when you enter a new fight arena just yeah I just thought it was all really slick and um and there's actually a few songs as well. Uh, yeah, special shout out to, I don't know the name of the track, um, but the thing where when you get the ability to actually fuse with yeah. your uh, with your Legion yeah. and and it just it just kind of <laughs> busts out. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know what the name of that song is and I should find out. But uh, but yeah, that that was a very that was very much a, 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 a hell yeah moment when that yeah. happened for me. So apparently Nintendo proposed the idea of partnering with Avex Group to acquire vocalists for the game's theme songs. William Ayoama of the Japanese pop group Intersection and Beverly, who performed the theme song for the 2019 anime adaptation of Fruits Basket, me neither, were ultimately picked by score composer Satoshi Igarashi and director Takahisa Tora to perform vocals on three separate songs. The decision of hiring two vocalists was made to represent the game's dual protagonists. The opening theme song called Saviour plays during the, the game's opening sequence, which Tora requested be made as an anime opening. Dark Hero serves as a featured song within the game, possibly that one, Leah, and The, the Answer acts as the ending theme song. Let's see then if we can... Explain the gameplay from uh, from 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 fingers from controller to fingers to minds to mouths and back out again. Um, there were certainly uh, so yeah. I played this game for over thirty hours, and I think despite my C and D grades, I think I I got okay at it. I could definitely make ma- massive improvements, uh, but even with thirty hours of play there's clearly a lot more I could do here in terms of both understanding of all the many abilities and enhancements yeah. of the legions, but also just of the, the hand-eye coordination, I guess some touch stones for people to kind of, who haven't played this. It's, it's a bit like playing if you've played brothers, which we covered before, it's like that, but 
instead of just doing it at your leisure uh because there's virtually no kind of fail states or or death this is like controlling two things at a thousand miles an hour while you're being attacked from multiple sides at once so uh, one thing that i will say uh in favor of this system is that in combat and maybe this i i don't know how you you all have to speak to how this works on the higher difficulty levels but Hmm. your legion as long as you have the correct one selected will act on its own um, yes you can yes. still you can still uh direct it if there's something specific you need it to do but it's not just going to stand there until you tell it what to do like yeah. it, it will do things on its own however i will also say that particularly the first couple of sessions that i had with this game i had to relearn the controls every time because there's a yeah. lot going on um yeah. And again, that could just be me and the the way that I'm generally used to playing. But I, mm. I found the controls a little bit um, excessive. Maybe there's <laughs> there's um, the first few minutes after I would come back would be like, all right, now what does L two yeah. do again? Or L yeah. L B L Z? I don't remember yeah. how the. And I always messed up the A and B buttons because yeah. I don't ever use the Switch controller. Well, I mean, it's yeah. not that I don't ever use it, but rarely for games like this will I be using a Switch controller. So that uh, conversation is yeah. is it's coming up more and more often now. The fact that the buttons are the other way around on the on the Nintendo controller traditionally to the way they are on the Xbox controller is increasingly a frustration. And yes, it does take me a microsecond to think why x every time b a because yes uh logically we go kind of left to right um but yeah but what i what i do want to say before i let josh jump in is for all that for the fact that it is quite a a, a finger twisting kind of experience and there's a lot to get your head around i do find myself more than i have done with kind of more standard action games in recent times find myself thinking about playing it when I'm not playing it and I think about the possibilities of using the legions to tie enemies up and put them in positions that I want them and and um you know the the depth that you can go with this stuff I don't think it has the same kind of level maybe of technical depth as say the original bayonetta in terms of kind of um I don't know like specific combos and kind of uh customized play but in terms of actual tactics and strategy uh i think there's a lot you can play around with here you you've nailed ex- exactly the point that i was going to make Sorry. leon i think no 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 i'm i'm glad that you're you're making it um i i i think yes this do- this doesn't have the fighting game levels of um technicality that that you were speaking to but the breadth of options here is yeah. is incredible. Like um, the the way you can use the chain in in mm. multiple different ways. Obviously, like um, you can initially just use you and the the legion as like you take you take them over there, and I'll take the, these guys yeah. over here. Nice and simple. Super simple. But then you can start like wrapping up the enemies mm. to stun them. And later on, and uh, to be honest, like I rarely pulled this off successfully because the window is so, so small. 
but that feeling when you pull off a clothesline attack where you separate the uh, the legion and your character and the the enemy character rushes into you the train effectively yeah yeah it's just it feels so good mm-hmm. and then when you introduce the sync attacks um which i think um one of my complaints about this game is i think it takes a little bit too long to in introduce some of the more compelling ideas mm-hmm. um that the game has but yeah. once it introduces the sync attacks you 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 you're you're constantly thinking about how do i maximize those whenever i'm you know pulling off a combo chain um and then there's just swapping between the legions themselves like yeah. oh i'm going to switch to you know the legion with fisticuffs or oh, i'm going to switch to the dog or oh, i'm going to switch to the the long range legion it, and and you can do that so quickly um, and, and really easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see a lot of Wonderful 101 in this game in oh, yeah. terms of like the options you have available. But I think the ease at which you can swap modes, the ease at which you can pull off these cool abilities, yeah. make this a more successful implementation of those ideas than, than yeah. Wonderful 101. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, it it is uh, actually mind boggling. So we've di- we discovered uh, covered the, the the fact that you end up with uh, by the, by the latter stages of the game, you end up with six beasts, effectively robot demons that you can switch between. But not only that, they they've got their own strengths and weaknesses and abilities, special moves that you can. Uh, each one's got a a different uh, L button uh, kind of. Uh, help that you can you can climb inside the robot like leah wanted or you can uh you can get a shield or you can effectively become an archer using the the arrow um and various other things like this but also each legion has two selectable skills from an increasingly large group as you power them up and a bunch of uh passive abilities as well um which you you'll be collecting kind of uh perks throughout the game uh the 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 layers here are are many and um i you know i was i if i hadn't run out of time this afternoon if i'd had one more day i absolutely would have gone back uh and tried to kind of spec everything out to to make it just so one thing i did particularly want to uh highlight because for me it's uh it's a real winner is there's not really ever a completely wrong way to approach a fight like there's definitely much better ways than others there are a lot of enemy types in this game 160 odd uh variants of of about i don't know maybe 15 20 25 types something like that but even if you're kind of not doing the most sensible optimal option you will still be damaging enemies like is that actually true for everything Maybe not everything. Uh, well, that that was actually something I was going to bring up. Uh, sure. In that, in that, I th- I also think think it's a positive because I I think that most of the time that is probably correct. But also some of the battles, particularly as you get more and more of the legion forms unlocked, mm. is that it, it almost becomes like a puzzle fight. Like you know, yeah, not, not quite not quite Arkham Asylum level, but like you know sure. there. There will be times where you have to have 
the dog legion out because the mm. the thing that's giving it a shield will bury itself and the only way to get it out of the ground that's is to true. get the dog out yeah. or something um will be uh, i think there's some of them where like they're connected and you have to sever the connection with your sword that's legion right. before no so, you're I mean, right like, most there are, of the time, there is some of that yeah yeah most of the time or they have a shield so you need the the Axe. whichever one it is the the last yeah. one the um the axe legion to break their shield but like mm. i mean most of the time and I don't know, you, you all have to speak to whether you did this or not, but I, I feel like a lot of people will probably settle on, like, their favorite one to just kind of have out as the default and yeah, swap yeah, around think... um, mm. as as and when. But, um, but I yeah. kind of like that balance, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I liked that, you know, about 75% of the time I could just play with a style that I was comfortable with. Yes. But also, I do want... You know, I do want elements of the game to force me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I do want that push occasionally. Mm. So having those elements of go, okay, I need the Sword Legion for this. Like, great, okay, let's get him out. Um, I yeah, I I like that. It was just the right balance for me. Uh, I never felt too prescriptive, which is mm. great. Yeah. No- now you say it, Lee, you are right, of course, there are certain enemies that you do have to approach with, but even even there, so yeah, th- th- that's a great example, the one that you have to dig up, basically, with the dog, the the, the good boy, um, <laughs> Legion Beast, um, to get it, once it's out the ground, though, it just becomes, A, another enemy, and then you can wail yeah. on it with, with whatever you fancy. I guess, um, I think I, I, I had the, the most affection or connection with the 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 sword because it was the first and the dog because it's the dog but um but i think i ended up using them all kind of equally actually uh by yeah. the late game and um i made sure that they were all so you, as you uh each one of these listener has a has its own skill tree and they're all different so um you have to invest these materials uh, which come in three rarities uh, of increasingly large amounts to upgrade each version of your uh, legion and um and yeah it was you get an overall grade and i was making sure that the grades were never too far apart one legion from another because i didn't want to find myself in stuck if if the game had decided like maybe a, a game from uh, 25 years ago would have done that you have to have a certain strength of a certain kind of legion otherwise you're not going to complete the game kind of thing uh, it's a lot friendlier it's a lot more modern than that but um but it was it was nice to feel it was nice to feel safe in that respect and um yeah as i say in opposite world where i have not enough games and too much time i would definitely be going back now and um doing the metroidvania thing because i noticed some early uh, areas in in the game in in the cases before i had the appropriate legion where there were some paths that i couldn't get to and i had no idea how to get to but it turns out you have got to go back there with your your upgraded um legion and uh go through some barriers that you couldn't go to, go through before so there's, there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of meat here although one thing i think we'll hear from a correspondent uh about this as well possibly one of the things that i have seen criticized quite a lot is the collection of the red matter um which is essentially there's just it's it's it is it's kind of a collect em up but it's just kind of dotted all over the map uh, particularly on the inside of the, uh, when you're in the in the astral plane just kind of i don't know how would you describe it kind of red and black kind of 
Yeah, it's like Amorphous if stuff. you're if you're looking through. Oh, this is something else that we could probably mention with with turn in uh, in regards to how the game looks is that you have basically detective vision. Oh, yeah. um, and I had the issue with this that I always have when a game you offers me this, off? which is why would you ever turn it off? <laughs> now it forces you to turn it off during fights, so yeah, I, there yeah. was that, but. Uh, yeah. Just when I was wandering around, there's very little reason to not have it yeah. on so that you see everything. Um, huh. yeah. But when you have that on, it just looks like red crystals. And yeah. I didn't really have an issue with this because you don't get punished if you don't clean it up. And if you do, mm, yeah, um, right. if you do, then it uh, increases the amount of time you can actually have your Legion out and active. So, yep. I mean, it's really only a good thing. I guess if you are uh, a, a person who wants to 100% everything, that, oh, I, yeah. that, would, that would absolutely be annoying. But There's um, a lot of stuff, but I don't think you're ever rewarded for 100%ing. I think it's 80% is the threshold for getting clearance achievements mm -hmm. on your grade. So, so yeah, you don't ever need to 100% it unless you have that in your mind tickling mm -hmm. away that you have to yep. do it. But the yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, I found that just kind of doing what I was doing, there was usually enough of it that I could get the benefit from it and I yeah. didn't feel like I had to go looking for it. And the 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 rumble, high def rumble, uh made it more pleasurable than it might have been, I found, uh, oh, yeah. in the in the controller. Yeah. <laughs> Gave it a nice nice <laughs> little nice little tinkle to go a uh, nice tickle to go with the tinkle, if you will. Can anyone tell me uh what the point of the maintenance is? Because I never worked this out. Uh, it's annoying, and I wish it wasn't in the game. Does it do anything? I forgot about it until the end of the game, so right. um, I did it like once when they told me I could, and then at the end of the game, when you open up Hal's little uh, yeah. secret lab, I did it one more time. I was like, oh yeah, forgot about this. It's really weird. it does anything. So after each mission, depending on how much you've used each of your legions, they will be somewhat tainted with this uh, red matter type of stuff, which uh, for humans, it makes them go zombie berserk uh and attack you and and this kind of stuff and if they take take on too much i guess they get sucked into the the astral plane or whatever when you go to your kind of um main maintenance station for your your legion after after a mission you'll see that each one's kind of covered in bits basically and then you fire them off with a with a with a fire of the the r trigger and and, and a reticle I I I never. It doesn't say like your your beast is compromised by being tainted or whatever. I kind of wonder if that's maybe something that was supposed Got to dropped. be a little bit more yeah. uh ha have more of an effect on gameplay and then just I didn't. do wonder that myself because you because... don't actually see this stuff unless they're no. on that little platform. So it's not even like an aesthetic thing. Nope. it's just totally yep. weird. Did you know. so? So, Josh, you just wish it wasn't there. You never worked it out. I, I never worked it out. I just, I assumed something bad would happen if I didn't do it. Same. So I just kept doing Same. it. But yeah, yeah. Well, I don't it doesn't. Know. I can, can confirm. Um... <laughs> yeah. That's really disappointing to hear. Because <laughs> like, I, I did find it tedious, if I'm being honest. If you're listening to this and you know what effect this has, I apologize for not looking this up, but... Um, I was hoping Leo or Josh would know. It turns out none of us does. Um, if there is, even if it just like downgrades your your machine by a bit, then at least at least that would mean it felt worthwhile to do. 
the other thing that or the other thing another aspect of the mechanics that i didn't really engage with until quite late on so you have a an item wheel which you can uh, which is i think it's, it's quite large isn't it it's got about is it one two three four is it eight maybe eight it's eight probably uh, but you can actually there's a way more way more items than that um, there's health items there's also health items which are specific only to the case you're currently on which you collect while you're on that case and uh, obviously you want to use those before you use your your longer term ones which cost you money which is something you also get in this game you get paid for being a cop um, so I, I engaged obviously with the with the health the various size health pickups which you'll be stabbing the uh, X button sporadically in combat when you're taking damage. Then there's also all these vending machines throughout the game which have items in. You can also pick up these items from bins, the ground, boxes and other places like that. And these are all perks and boosters. I only ended up using these right at the end um, because uh, I'd run out of everything else. <laughs> and it turns out they're quite handy. Um, but I th again, I think for if you were looking to play through this really well and s plus rank everything you'd probably be looking at using these a lot earlier on and drinking all these wacky named um milks and fluids and lappy juice and whatever else it is to um to boost all your to boost all your stats did either of you engage much with these very little that Ooh. at the end basically yeah, yeah same i i just i i used them when the game escalated in difficulty but before that no right yeah yeah so i guess it's it's something there for the yeah for those who are a grade grade chasing um or whatever also uh, yeah we should talk a little bit about the the lives system such as it is so the, the game is i would say quite unpunishing overall uh when you do occasionally die or if you fall off a platform you lose some health and get yanked back on it by your legion um you have a live system which uh, if effectively you get kind of CPR'd back to life automatically with a some kind of suit battery situation. Um, you start off with, I think, two spares and you end up with, I had four by the end of the game. I think mm. maybe you can, I don't know if you, if you can adjust that based on leveling things up or whatever. Yeah, um, I think I had eight at the end. Whoa, so yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much of that was progress and how much of that was just yeah. I was on a lower difficulty level, but uh -huh. I like I said, I only ever used one life yeah, out yeah. off of that. So Right. Eh. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up eating into these a bit again in the final boss uh showdown. Um I I used quite a few, but I had you could you can end up with batteries which will restock your lives as well so effectively a usable item is adds on a life for you and there's even one item which you can only carry one of at any one time which restocks all of your lives so it's it's uncommonly generous in this respect yeah kind of makes you wonder why they bothered to do that at all right yeah <laughs> yeah um the only bit that kind of really stood out for me as a uh Oh, this is because um, there are I would say there are aspects of this game that do are kind of a throwback in the sense of it's a video game ass video game. As we talked about recently, um, it feels like kind of conceptually it could have been something from PS2 generation or something like that um, in and, and sort of presentation wise, obviously not technically. Um, 
there was a an enforced stealth section and there um, are two there's one right. in a side story as well and yes uh, oh, i okay. i'm glad you brought that up <laughs> so there's one there's one earlier on which i did which was okay because if you busted the stealth you could just turn it into a fight yeah but there's one in the story later on when you're you're trying to enter the the, the big bad building um you have to actually kind of puzzle it out and it's just weird because this game has had very little of this going up to this point and suddenly you've got metal gear solid vision cones and distractions and all this stuff and again the game plays quite fair in that the the checkpoints are not too far back and things like that you don't have to redo stuff too many times but uh, but I but know again, I said that choice. it wasn't fair that I was using my giant murder robot on people, mm -hmm. but these people I want to use my giant murder robot on. Yeah. So yeah, and you can sort of like you can if you get yeah. close enough to them without them seeing you, you can use your robot to knock them out. Mm. Um, but it's kind of hard to get close it's... enough to them without them seeing you. So I I always find stealth in these kind of games puzzling from yeah. from two aspects. Yeah. It, it's puzzling from the you know, you're not focusing on the strong point of your game. But second of all, I've all, you've already demonstrated how overwhelmingly powerful the player character is. Like, do, do you really think, like, it's not like a Sam Fisher situation <laughs> where there's a genuine chance that Sam Fisher's going to get overwhelmed by gunfire and, you know, bye-bye Sam Fisher. Okay. Like, th yeah. this character can take on God. So I, I, I don't think there's a real risk yeah. to being discovered. It's, it's odd. It is odd, isn't it? But it's like, yeah. it's like they have to do it. In the same way, this game has two, precisely two vehicle sections, both of which are almost identical. Uh, one at the start and one at the end where you ride a motorbike. And, you know, it, I thought it was fine. But just like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's in the it's in the games designers manual and no matter how many how many podcasts or reviewers say we don't really need the bit that makes you do something else for 10 minutes like we i maybe maybe they know best maybe the maybe the games designers know better than us and that actually we do need those bits because otherwise we'd come away sour on the entire experience but i just kind of thought eh you know it looked okay but it wasn't as much fun as actually wrangling my robots riding on the back of me anime bike it did look quite cool although without all the speed blur and the audio you notice how slow it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah scrussel from our forum says astral chain is a fantastic game that does a lot of very innovative things within its genre but as a result can also be a bit obtuse and hard to get the hang of i put this game on the more experimental side of platinum's catalog at first i thought this was going to be one that i didn't get on with but after a while of playing it finally clicked. It actually took me quite a long time as I was halfway through my first playthrough before I finally got the hang of it. The main thing that makes this game stand out and you really need to wrap your head around to fully enjoy it is how it makes you change the way you think about your positioning. In this game, you aren't just playing as a single character who happens to have an AI helper. You are playing as both at the same time. And where each of you are in space relative to the other is a big factor in playing effectively. Maneuvering around enemies and setting up situations to exploit to your advantage is really important. And all your best moves are ones you do together with your Legion. It really puts you into a different mindset than other action games. 
It's so exhilarating and rewarding when you get in that zone, feeling like a multitasking master, setting up a web of overlapping attacks and synchronized moves. There's nothing else quite like it. The other gameplay systems are a mixed bag, but some of them do work pretty effectively and give this game a unique character and a feeling that it's willing to take risks and try out new things. The RPG mechanics of upgrading your stats and unlocking moves are a bit unnecessarily complicated, though. That was one thing that was holding me back from enjoying the game at first, as I didn't realise I was actually missing a bunch of essential moves through forgetting to upgrade my weapons. The more open level design with side quests work better, although are a bit inconsistent in quality. Being able to explore the world is fun and gives this setting a sense of place and believability. Some of the side quests are entertaining and flesh out the world and characters more, while others feel like box ticking busy work. Overall, it's a brilliant game that shows Platinum still knows how to make something unique and break new ground in the action genre, while still nailing the fundamentals. It's perhaps more niche than their usual output, which is already pretty niche to begin with. I can see why some people bounced off of it, but I feel like it's been somewhat overlooked for how great it is, and it's more than worth it to get over that hump and experience what this game is offering. And Lappy is great too. Some good analysis there, I think, Scrussell. Um, yeah, the there are scenes in this. Uh, we're talking about the combat and and the, the levels. I I found the, the or the cases I should say were quite interestingly uh, paced in some cases. So you might start with an action scene and then go on to some kind of plodding the beat investigation or some side quests involving ice cream or a puzzle game or something, then you might suddenly have a boss. And then you think the boss is the end of the level, but then actually there's a whole other bit after that where you do some more environmental traversal or some platforming and stuff like that. But actually, I I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that it was quite... I found it quite um, hard to get a read on that stuff because it made it a bit more, yeah, unpredictable. I probably spent an hour on those side quests where you have to move the cars around. Oh, God. Did you? I, yeah. I, Did you like it? <laughs> Was it a good I hour? Mean, so that's an interesting question. <laughs> uh, I, I, yes, mostly. Yeah. But also, I definitely think that there was an element of, well, I've started this. Now yeah. I will finish it. <laughs> I actually gave that one up because I hate sliding tile puzzles. Well, the first uh, two I got through okay. And then the third one took me a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I did some of the like the box balancing stuff, which, again, seems it seems kind of out of place in this game in yeah. some ways. Um, but um, you that know. kid got one scoop of ice cream and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I ended up I bought 10, ended up with one. <laughs> Uh, but later on, there's a there's a box carrying one that I, yes. I for some reason I managed to um, I had had more steady hands at that that point for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, n none of it. Um, I guess there was some quite relatively important kind of world building stuff when you're going around the the actual your actual you know community policing serving serving the folks and stuff like that. There is some kind of not downtime exactly, but uh, time when you're not urgently required at a bunch of yeah. demons busting through a, an interdimensional portal. Those were some of the sections uh, that I really liked, actually, because you know you, it, it's not, it's no, it's no Phoenix Wright. I mean, it's it's not. <laughs> that's not the game that they are making here. 
But there are some sections where the objective is not just beat some stuff up. It's, yeah. you know, do the legwork and actually find out what's going on here. Yeah. And a lot of that is involved with some of the special abilities of your legions, in particular, like the tracking. Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just there are uh, sections where, like, you can collect uh, kind of keywords um, as you are traveling around town by speaking to different mm. people and observing different things. And then, you know, towards the end, you'll get essentially a quiz that will depend yeah. on whether yeah. uh, you have the correct keywords for it or not. And I, I don't know. I thought that that was a nice little break. It's very different from the rest of the game. So mm. I, I don't know. Maybe some people would not would not enjoy those sections but i i found them to be kind of a uh an interesting thing that you don't see in these types of games that often yeah i mean th th this game is is considerably longer than than a bayonetta yeah. or, or a, i mean definitely a vanquish mm. um so it, it kind of needs pacing variation it, it can't be you know um you know, up to eleven action all the way through. Because if if you did that for twenty five, you know, thirty hours, it would just lose all potency. So th this, you know, we we can you know criticize the stealth sections earlier. This is more what I would be after in terms right. of pacing variation. I think this stuff is really successful. Just slow all the way down and and focus on smaller things that make sense for the character right um yeah i i, I think this uh, with a few exceptions i think this is largely really successful and it was probably more involved than say the investigation scenes in la noir <laughs> like there's probably more to do rather there's than no just doubt button i will say <laughs> there should be a doubt but doubt doubt in this game would involve you just battering someone with a baton <laughs> I, listen, I really like L.A. Noir, um, but it would be a different game if you gave um, <laughs> what's his name a giant mech. Um, just saying. Well, he survived to the end. Spoiler, spoiler, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> Busker Lily from our forum says, "Amazing dodge and repeat platinum action with a unique monster companion twist." For the most part, the story was pretty ordinary anime stuff, but I felt I was asking questions that Pokemon, Digimon, and the like never would. The only issue I had with the game was something that didn't really exist. I was getting stressed, working up a sweat like it was the most difficult game I'd ever played, but I was actually never failing levels. I was obsessed with getting the best rank, winning everything in the slickest, most stylish way and not getting hit. Once I realised I didn't actually need to play that way, the game became a much more comfortable experience. I do know that feeling, and the only thing I wanted to say about this, uh, like... As I say, I ended up with all season Ds in my overall case files, despite getting some surprise S pluses in some individual combat scenarios. And I guess, uh, obviously, this is something I can look up and I would do if I was going back to play better and get higher ranks and whatever else. I was never actually certain what the criteria were for getting great ranks. I couldn't tell how much was time how much was not taking damage, how much was not using health items, because sometimes I felt like I'd done really quite mediocre service uh, in in clearing a skirmish and I'd get an S plus rank. And then other times I'd feel like I'd aced it and I'd get a D. Um, there was very little in between. I hardly got any A's and B's. It was always like S plus or D. 
and I'm not sure what that says about either me or the game. I I don't I so the level that I was playing on you don't even get grades you just get you just get um you Pass. do get scores though um <laughs> yeah right it, and when you finish a particular encounter it will give you like line items almost of here's what you did um and and this is the the number of points that you're getting for it I mm. imagine that those are probably some of the criteria that are used for determining actual ranks when you when you have that uh available yeah. to you yeah so I. I mean that that doesn't help much because I don't know uh, what gives more points than what. Yeah, but, what's weighted uh, in in what yeah. direction? But yeah, there's de there's definitely a whole host of categories. But I yeah, the weighting it seems was, complicated. A is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which 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 I, which I don't mind. Um, but it could just do with being a little clearer. Now I'm sure there are. I I didn't manage to find one or two, uh, kind of expert play videos out there, but had this game yeah, sold a million copies which is not a disaster um but had it done better and and as josh mentioned earlier if it had stayed more in in the in the vocabulary in the discussion about current gaming i think we'd have seen we'd possibly seen some really interesting things that said i i don't know i haven't i haven't dived in to see whether people are uh whether there's a big scene around absolutely acing these levels but i suspect maybe it's the kind of thing that the people who are really good at this kind of game would have pretty much cleaned it out within a few weeks and then that's it whereas without that sort of extra the extra layers of actual technical skill depth um that the likes of bayonetta might have maybe there hasn't been much bringing those kind of scenesters back i don't know i mean josh you're you're more kind of you have more affection and, and more history with this game than i do uh, and obviously you said that one of your motivations for bringing this game here was the fact that you don't know that there's that much being talked about it but i assume there is something of a scene oh yeah i mean yeah that, i mean um matthew castle is um of um uh, the back page part yeah. is a big champion for this game right so there are people dot dotted here there and everywhere it's just and I know this is very much like a a feel thing rather than something that you can objectively measure or anything like that, but it doesn't feel like it's part of the cultural landscape yeah. or like a game that people necessarily bring up when they talk about like Character their favorite games. titles yeah. on the on the switch yeah it, it just feels like there's a handful of people that are, you know, in their little secret caves going, yeah, Astral Chain, it's really, really yeah. good, isn't it? And and I, I don't know. I It's not even that the game wasn't... It wasn't a flop, no, right? No, like, it well, sold a million copies, yeah. um, which, you know, Shadow of the Colossus way back when, that's yeah. about what it sold. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just curious, mm. curious what happened there, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I totally get the same feeling. Um, yeah. And, of course, were it not published and presumably funded in large part by Nintendo, we'd probably see other console versions and a PC version, and then it would get a whole lease of life, potentially, from being on Steam and, and Xbox and PlayStation. But that ain't going to happen, even though we do see Sony doing that now. Um, I yeah I, I do wonder if that's a factor if it's it's a target audience thing mm. like m maybe 
the Devil May Cry, mm. you know, Bayonetta crowd, um, even though Bayonetta 2 is exclusive to Nintendo, that crowd is more mm. prevalent on PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. Bayonetta 3, obviously going to be in the same boat. Um, yeah. But that has a name. This is this is a new IP, which is notoriously difficult to, to get people interested in. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting. I'd, yeah, I I wonder. Um, I know anecdotally or possibly statistically, even um, most people tend to play their switches in handheld mode rather than docked. Um, this game, I I only played this docked. Uh, I'm I'm about ninety six percent docked myself for for switch gaming, just for whatever reason. I know a, a lot of people go completely the other way. This game, I feel like it would be a bit of a, a bit of an eye strain in handheld mode but maybe it's just you get you know you get used to it looking at the smaller screen how did how did you folks play it uh well i am a um a real monster uh actually um because i have two switches um one that stays docked and one that is a light that is right. for yeah. commuting um and i played this entirely in the docked um so mm. Yeah, that's mm. that is how I play most things. Um, it, yeah, I, it, especially if it's something that I know graphically is going to be either impressive or um, interesting in some yeah. way. I I well, want to see it in the 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 kind of larger incarnation. Yeah, I mean, I I I tried playing this in handheld mode, and I found that my ability to read what was going on was dramatically that decreased. That was my feeling. Um, and and this isn't the first time this has happened either. Um, I, I tried playing both Bayonetta one mm. and two in uh, handheld mode, and I just I couldn't keep track of the enemies in the same way I could on a big yeah. screen. So um, I ended up playing the vast majority of this in, in dots. So we may have hit upon one of the issues with the game here that that, yeah. it, that it lends itself mm. to docked play, big screen play, which a lot of people don't consider their switch a, a big tv console um which i was i was fine odd but i think there are some games which lend themselves amazingly well to handheld play um even five years down the line i still think the switch is a work of genius but um but some games i'm just like yeah i want i want i want my controller i want a pro controller and i want i want a, as big a screen as i can find also this game has quite um although it's not super high res by contemporary standards it's got loads of quite diddy text hasn't it it does yeah i, I never tried yeah. to actually mess with that to see if there were any settings for it no i didn't um but i yeah i i didn't find it bad on a on a like a full screen but i imagine mm. that on a handheld uh in a, mm. in a handheld mode it would probably be quite tiny sharp young eyes required possibly <laughs> nintendo from our forum says, I tried to get into this game, but found the controls complicated, unintuitive, and the gameplay repetitive. The part I played was a technical showcase for the Switch, and the story was bombastic and bold, but wasn't enough to hold my interest. Oh, the camera. That's what I wanted to talk about. This game has a camera, which I think you did mention earlier, Leah, uh, as well as your, your detective mode scanner. But the camera, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I kind of love and hate this in equal measure. I like games where you have to look at stuff 
going back to Metroid Prime, obviously it's a common thing in quite a few games. I'm thinking of No Man's Sky and stuff like this, where you hold a camera or whatever a device at things and scan them and learn about them. This game has a whole kind of on your in-game PC desktop encyclopedia of stuff, including all 167 enemy types. And so every time you meet a new enemy and the game being a platinum game isn't shy about telling you when you're meeting a new enemy, it gives you a, a fantastically bombastic cutscene with a crescendo of music and an on-screen caption. The first thing I always did was tap right on the D-pad to try and get my camera up so I could get a snap of my oh new God, phone. Oh, God, I didn't even know you were supposed to do that in combat. Yeah. yeah. I always scanned them with my iris. And by the way, oh, yeah. we should mention that every time you turn the iris on or off, <laughs> voice. it will tell you. Yeah. God. You can you can get voice uh, voice changes for it, so you can you can. But mix you can't it up just turn it off, nope. which I tried. Yes. I, I, I you can my Google search history from then, and you know, just only look in between these two times was um <laughs> was a lot of how do you turn the Iris voice <laughs> off? Um, Iris yeah, on. So. Uh, yeah, I think I got I got one which may have been a voice from another platinum game because it said something like. A very familiar sounding voice. So I'm wondering if it was Vanquish or something like that. I wasn't sure. You know, I bet it was probably because um, I think I saw this when I was <laughs> looking uh -huh. on how to turn them off. Uh, I think that it was probably the pods from uh, Automata. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually I like that mechanic. The you can't see enemy health bars unless you scan them, but it's instant. So it's not like yes, it's not like a say a, a Final Fantasy move where you have to kind of you know do a whole move and then it's a thing and then you might miss or whatever basically you turn on the scanner and you get a energy bar above their heads i thought that was neat yeah but yes cameras you can take photos of uh people anyone with a name almost anyone with a name so every character in the game every location in the game other points of interest which are myriad and yeah every single enemy and there are many 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 different types which mm. aren't all that apparently different from one another because it'll be like different kinds of corrupted humans with holding different things and stuff like this so yeah the amount of times i took damage because i was saying you know say geez peace <laughs> sign well you know while i'm while i'm photographing them in in combat but actually i do like that as as simple as a mechanic as that is i quite enjoy it josh did you play cameras oh i any game that gives me an opportunity to take selfies, I'm doing it all the time. Oh, God, um, does Jay know about this? <laughs> he hasn't got a Switch, luckily for him. Ah. Uh. No, I mean, like, I'm not in. I'm not into the artistically, you know, framed uh, photography that that Jay's into. I'm just. I love the idea of a video game character just in game deciding to take selfies <laughs> of like a demon or something or like whatever. <laughs> like, I just find that premise so funny. That I I have to do it. I like I I remember in the HD um, version of Wind Waker on Wii U, oh, yeah. you could do the same thing, and uh, I just find that really. I don't know why. I just find it really funny. Um, but yeah, I yeah I did engage with this mechanic quite a lot, and I I actually really love its inclusion. That's another curious aspect of the of the game and the scanner is that uh, as you progress, your scanner gets 
more detailed so when you first look at people through a scanner you only get like their name or, and something else and then as you as you progress you then get weight blood type things like that it's all very peculiar and granular in that respect um i mean the customization is is all up out the wazoo here isn't it if you want it to be um you start off with a with a relatively straightforward character kind of tweaker you have to keep the basic um face shape because they're these the characters are these uh twins or whatever um but then you can muck around with haircuts and stuff like this but then again throughout the game for completing stuff for finding secret locations for doing side quests you end up with all kinds of uh weird and wacky clothes and color schemes i ended up with I mean, yes, okay, I did complete this entire game wearing the lappy hat um, on my head at a jaunty angle, um, but I could have been wearing a crow or a raven. I wore the raven head. or a crow, or I, I think it's a raven, but yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I had that. I think I only did it for one mission because it was kind of Ridiculous. in the way, but um, <laughs> but no, I would go in and like change my colors uh, and just like make yeah. minor uh, changes in between most missions just, you know, to have... To have Why the a... hell not? A little bit different, you know? Yeah, I like painting Maybe my legions. Maybe this time I'll wear the armor. Maybe this time I won't. I will say, I don't I don't know if this is... Um, I think this is all the female cop characters. Um, not like... Um, they all are wearing booty shorts. Like, every last one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's I was, that. But I was going to mention that earlier when we were talking about kind of overall the character... The, the yeah. game isn't like massively doing the whole uh the the anime male gaze stuff but then there is that the fact that the the guys wear the long trousers and the gowns you can wear tights which i usually did um which i mean basically makes you look like you're wearing uh full full trousers but uh <laughs> but no everybody's wearing everybody's wearing booty shorts yeah uh, which it's just uh, entirely practical sure sure kadama 1987 from our forum says by no means a difficult game and a little repetitive i really enjoyed my playthrough of astral chain the combat is classic platinum with either hordes of enemies or a boss for you to overcome to test your skill level to progress some customization to both both character and legions kept me entertained for longer than i'd like to admit pimping out each legion in their own colors as if i wouldn't be able to tell which one i was using as with other platinum games, button mashing is quite often likely to get you through a fight, but changing up your legions and battle tactics is much more entertaining. Using the chain counter and chain bind was a great mechanic that was a little tricky to accomplish at first due to the dual character controlling mechanics, but so much fun and absolutely integral in finishing some fights and getting anything close to a good ranking. Overall, I would highly recommend this game for its overall enjoyment, aesthetics and short gameplay time. Hmm. but i wouldn't hand it any awards for story yeah i would say your mileage may vary on the short gameplay time uh obviously kadama is either a miles better than me or <laughs> didn't do as much stuff possibly both uh or played also on depends on what the what you're comparing it to i mean if you're looking for, for sure. like a, an rpg then it's pretty yeah, short yeah. for that true uh but for it's a straight up action game maybe not so much yeah good point and Kasuga-san from our forum says Astral Chain was a pleasant surprise in what turned out to be a solid year for the Switch. The story doesn't break any new ground in the anime tropes of corrupt authority figures and surface level existential questions. The free roaming investigation portions could have done with a little more work, but I never felt they were anything too egregious. The combat is where the real meat of the game is and flipping between legions and weapons felt so good. 
It definitely takes a lot of getting used to while coming to grips with controlling two characters at once, but I felt like that wrinkle was refreshing. By the end of the game, it felt like second nature, though I seem to recall camera issues being a problem from time to time. In a genre where too many games are happy to just hand you your typical attack, jump and dodge block buttons, I'm glad we have Platinum Games around to take risks most other companies wouldn't. It doesn't always work, but this game truly stands out from the others. There are probably a little bit more on bosses we can say, because as has been pointed out, this is a Platinum game, an anime character action game. It has uh, some big bosses. Uh, any Highlights or lowlights, happy memories or bad ones of boss encounters. Well, we kind of talked about the the last boss, um, yeah. and I. It, it's not that I didn't like the last boss, but a, it was a tremendous jump in difficulty, even on the the low difficulty right, that I was yes. playing on. Uh, and b, it had an unskippable platforming section right before it that was very tight timing wise, and I did fail that a couple of times. Yeah, uh, which fortunately does not take away your lives. It just takes away a little bit of your health. Um, mm. But it does make you start from. I don't think it's always the beginning. I think there are a couple of checkpoints in there. But uh, but yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, there was a oh, a uh, Kyle, leader of the oh, yeah. the hermit. Kyle. I thought <laughs> I love yeah. that name, by the way. Um, yeah, just just for like a change of pace, like because mo most of the other boss fights are just big scary chimeras even even when you play named uh play against named characters mm. like jenna they they just kind of turn into the big beast homunculuses right? yeah, yeah whereas um kyle just was like a standard dude with some cool abilities mm. and that was just a really fun change of pace so yeah i really like that fight yeah yeah you fight quite a lot of these homunculi uh in various forms uh stages of um evolution or or mutation quite resident evil-esque in that respect i suppose again yeah the thing that i enjoyed about these compared to a lot of games is that i always felt like i knew that i could damage them there there, there weren't too many up until the sort of those maybe that that last few bosses maybe even just the very last incarnation i always felt like i, I it didn't it wasn't sort of putting up a barrier so much as saying yeah we'll get through this um but how how well do you want to get through it you know how 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 many items are you going to use what grade are you going to get um it didn't feel like it was trying to just yeah throw a spanner in the works and stop me progressing in the game which which i appreciate because i you know i don't i i understand the sort of the the mindset which you know, so some people have about kind of you know failure, ma failure making you stronger, and I understand that the philosophy of a from software game. There we go, first mention, not too bad. Thought um, we could get through the whole thing. <laughs> is is a very different kind of uh, way of doing things, and you're learning in different ways. But for a game like this, I, I like the fact that I'm still going to get the spectacle, and if I I get through the boss fight and I see the energy bar going down, but I'll know that I could have done it more. Uh, I could have done it in a more streamlined or aesthetically pleasing way. And that, that for me is, is the lure back. And I, I had this with Bayonetta 10 years ago. Uh, I just kept replaying some of those sections, trying to get that pure platinum grade. Um, I guess I had fewer games and less of a schedule and more time back then, but <laughs> that's what I would do with this game. It's uh, interesting, right? Because I mean, clearly this is intended to have at least some of that replay 
Oh yeah. Not re- not even replay value, just like incentive to replay. Does yeah. it have a chapter select after you oh, yeah. uh, finish the game? Okay. I think you can yeah, it's either. a bit long to be like going yeah. through the entire game multiple times to uh yes. to, just for scores scores. Sake. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you would with a bayonetta maybe or or something along those lines. I but, have um, a yeah. feeling you can even select cases while you're still ongoing in the game. Oh, maybe. Don't I swear don't to that. Check. But I have a feeling maybe you can go into a kind of case select and kind of jump about. Um, but uh, yeah, I would need to I would need to double check that. Sean S. Thomas from our forum says Astral Chain is a glorious romp, a stylish, satisfyingly story laden with fresh ideas, interesting mechanics and deep combat. It reminds me of gaming from the PS2 era or those weird Wii titles you don't get nowadays in how it melds so many things together and amazingly pulls it off. Being a platinum game, you'd expect it to have great combat and huge bosses. Astral Chain doesn't let us down here. The combat system is the most interesting that the developers have created yet, with the dual stick fighting initially feeling unfathomable, but eventually becoming second nature. Where platinum games tend to fall down for me is that I don't master their potential through repeat playthroughs, and so I always leave the experience feeling like it was great fun, but that I've only scratched the surface. Astral Chain didn't do that at all. Due to introducing the legions gradually, I felt like I had time to get pretty good with, with each of them, which culminates in getting to switch between them all at will by the finale, and having such variety within the gameplay and, and a story that, whilst generic at times, fully engaged me. That variety of gameplay is so rare these days, and why I compare it to games from the early 2000s. Leaning into your character being a cop is very smart. Detective investigations, missing persons cases, tidying up litter, helping a lost kid, saving a kitten. It really mixes up the combat and you look forward to the respite sections of its core gameplay. With the brilliant soundtrack, the quirky humour, the lovable hub area and hidden secrets, I had a smile on my face throughout. There's a brilliant run of levels from about Worlds 3 to 5, which felt like I was playing a game that combined Kojima's playfulness in those PS2 Metal Gear classics with Suda51's desire to innovate with Killer7 and No More Heroes, and Sega's experiments with Shenmue and Yakuza, all wrapped up in combat that only Platinum or Capcom ever get close to. It could have been maybe a tad shorter or lost some of some of the Astral Realm enemy combat levels to speed up the final third. Those red oppressive zones lack the joy of the main game setting after a while. But generally, I was just thankful that a game like this could get made in the modern era. I dearly hope it's not the last of its kind. Conjuring up some high comparison praise there from the annals of gaming. In just three words, though, we have a few reviews from Twitter. Follow us at Kane and Rinse. Kenny Two Slice says, mediocre anime cops. Uh, ben Perry says, fiddly forced labor. Octagon Man says, car puzzles suck. <laughs> Ludo Narrative FM says, forgettable home run. Game Game Show says Platinum's recent best. Kadama, nineteen eighty seven says pure platinum fun. Gareth Cutcliffe says off the chain. And Atik Bhagwan says combo chained symphony. Very good. Thank you, one and all, for those three word reviews. Follow us on social media. 
And then to summarise, Astral Chain. So we still have a few Platinum games that we haven't covered. Some of them we probably will. Some of them we may never do. Legend of Korra. Unless, <laughs> unless we just want to make Josh sad again. Yeah, you don't want that. No. Well... Let's not do that. <laughs> Except oh, sh- Leah wants that. Shut up, Leah. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, but yes, I will summarise. Uh, I'm not especially negative at all on this game. In fact, I had a really good time playing Astral Chain. Uh, It took me rather longer than I was anticipating to the point that uh, I got it done on the day of this recording, but that's fine. Um, I had many pleasurable hours. Um, There were a few few little lower moments, stealth sections, and maybe that final boss wasn't as much fun as I'd hoped. But there were a lot of times where I was just having a blast when the music kicks in and when the legions are doing their thing because I'm telling them to and I'm twizzling them around the enemies with my right stick while holding in the left trigger and wrapping them up in knots and then using their special moves to shower them down with laser arrows from above or explode them with a timed bomb we didn't even mention like there's some extra weapon items in this game that you can use grenades and uh gun drones and all this other stuff there really is a lot you can do here and as i've repeatedly said uh if i had the time in my schedule to go back to the early levels now with all the abilities all the legions and complete all the cases do the post-game stuff, get all the S-ranks, find all the cats, most importantly, and give them food, um, I would absolutely do so. I will certainly keep my save file safe in case uh, I can return to it. Although, yes, there is the fact that if I do try and go back to it after a gap, it's probably going to be a bit of a non-starter. As I say, I do wonder if we've hit upon something, the reason this game isn't kind of perhaps talked about as much as it probably would have been if it was on other formats is maybe the the kind of handheld nature of the switch for many users and the fact that this game is very very busy on screen and uh has it's quite demanding on the eye and then the hand-eye coordination i think it, it, it is played better docked with a controller if if you can um although that said maybe once you've got your your hand and your eye and you can you can play it on the on the bus as well, but um, maybe not recommended. But yeah, overall, um, for a Nintendo published game on the Switch, an exclusive, yeah, this doesn't seem to get talked about as much as as much as it warrants, based on my experience with it. And so, yeah, if you can find a copy, I guess uh, you know, fifty quid or sixty dollars is might seem like a tall order, especially given the price of some of Platinum's other stuff. But if you can find a copy for a relatively sensible price, I'd absolutely advise giving it a whirl if you like a a video game ass video game that is anime interdimensional disco cops uh leah i think that's probably the closest that we are ever going to come to having leon say underrated on a show yeah semantically (laughs) important differences but yes exactly yes uh yeah so i i knew that I was probably going to like this game, uh, but I ended up liking it even more than I thought I was going to, so that was a nice surprise. Yeah, um, yeah and, and I'm glad that I uh, had the opportunity to be on this show uh, because it got me to play it a lot sooner than I probably would have otherwise. So, yeah, I, I like, um, one of our correspondents had mentioned that they are not 
generally the type to kind of go back and score chase for uh, games such as Platinum normally releases. And I'm not either. Uh, I, I don't tend to do that. I, I've mentioned a couple of times that I played on the easiest difficulty level because I'm just not very good at the combo-based kind of uh, precision combat gameplay that Platinum excels at. And I have made my peace with that. Uh, there's still a lot to like about their games for me. And I think for a mm. lot of people uh, without having to be, you know, number one gamer reflexes uh, at, at all turns. But uh, I, I do still feel like I got a lot out of the combat in this game because there is a lot to get. There's, I, I'm far from having mastered anything. Uh, I probably won't go back to it anytime especially soon uh maybe sometime in the future you never know but uh i i i like a game that gives you a lot to do in kind of menus and customization and progression and that kind of thing and this game has a lot of that aside from being basically all the anime um it's it's a lot of anime there's anime oozing out of this game and that's what i like in games so um yeah if you are um a, a Switch owner and you are interested in kind of a, a, a Bayonetta-like, but with more mechs and um, also a, a lot more anime and, you know, <laughs> skill trees and stuff, then um, yeah, I, w I would recommend this. I think it's a, uh, a good time and worth the, uh, worth the investment. Thank you, Leah. So Josh, it was, uh, it was you that brought us this one this year. How are you feeling about yeah. it now? I, I absolutely love this game. Um, I, I, I think, yes, the narrative is silly and, and very over-the-top and adolescent, um, but it acts as a wrapper for a really sophisticated, really ambitious action game. Um, you know, this, this is more experimental than Platinum's other offerings, like... Bayonetta, as great it is, and and in some ways I, I not in some ways I I probably do love Bayonetta more than this game, but if you can see the you can see the thread between that and Devil May Cry, right? Like it, it, if it's it's very much an evolution of that style of play, whereas this feels like Platinum taking a chance, um, and they've done that before with Wonderful One Hundred One. Um, but in that case, I felt that it wasn't overall a success, despite liking many things about that game. Mm. Here, I think they 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 knock it out of the park. I, I think this is a really exciting direction for this genre to go in. And I, I kind of want more people. So I'm not going to say underrated. I'm going to say <laughs> underplayed. That's, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I and I kind of want to say that if more people have played this, Maybe this idea, maybe this this concept would um, would grow into something that you know Platinum could maybe franchise and 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 you know push further, go go in even more exciting directions with. I don't think that's likely, unfortunately. Mm. I think um, you know Bayonetta is the series that people love um, from them, and 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 there's a lot of excitement for Bayonetta three and. I think Astral Chain will unfortunately kind of fall by the wayside. But if you're a fan of this genre, and if you, especially if you've been looking for something to push the envelope a little bit, and 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 not just kind of deliver 
um, exactly what the fans expect from this space. I highly recommend it. I, I think it's it's just, you know, apart from a couple of low points that Leon um, mentioned, I think it's really hard to fault. I, I love it. I love it to pieces. Brilliant. That's what I like to hear. So it just remains for me, Leon, to thank Josh, Leah, our editor, Jay, all of our correspondents, and of course, you for listening. And next time, in issue 530, we're back on the road with our fifth Yakuza show for Yakuza 4. Join us then. Just as I was about to give up